0: Hello and welcome to the Black Dog Runner podcast. uh Welcome back if this is a, a return journey for you. Um, I'm glad you're getting some kind of value from this. So, if this is the first time you're tuning into the podcast, uh, welcome to the chat about all things ultra endurance and mental health. Uh, for me, as somebody that suffers from So self-diagnosed depression or low mood or certainly has struggles with their own mental health. I found that connecting with my love of running, being outdoors in nature and going that little bit further than perhaps your average park runner um, or marathon runner might do. um, I find my joy in what they call the pain cave, which is if anyone that's done ultra endurance events knows is that point where you really are at the depths of despair And ironically enough that's where I find my joy and it's only recently that I've really identified that my happiness and my fulfillment lies in those moments when I'm pushing myself I guess and happiness isn't just to be found elsewhere. And for many years I used to consider that Actually, happiness and fulfillment is is everywhere else. And running and triathlon and what have you was a way of just resetting myself in order to reconnect with that happiness that lie elsewhere. Actually, the happiness is in the process of doing these events. So for me, I've come to the conclusion and the epiphany, if you like, that it's okay to find joy in what some people might describe as suffering or lunacy. But there's many of us out there who find that ultra running ironman triathlon uh, and these sort of what you might call in inverted commas extreme events is where we're happiest and there's nothing wrong with that and since i've realized that then actually I'm, i'm i'm really all about sharing that with others and it's all about all of us finding where our happy place is and for some of us like myself it's in endurance events and others it's in art and creativity and others it's spending time with the family or it might be in their work. It doesn't really matter but what really matters is the conversation about mental health and and where we find our happy place. So this episode is some reflection and musings on a recent event that um, I did. Uh, My first bona fide ultra marathon event. Um, I've spent many years doing Ironman triathlon. I've done a double Ironman. I spent a lifetime in the military that's about a lifetime, 20 years service with three commander brigade, got my greenberry, the commandos, did the pre-parachute selection, P company and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I'd never done a an ultra marathon. Now, an ultra marathon is something that is uh, just longer than the your standard marathon distance. So, standard marathon distance is 26.2 miles. So an ultra marathon is classed at anything that's longer than that. So technically at 26.5 mile run is an ultra marathon, but generally speaking ultramarathons are the sort of domain of anything from 30 miles upwards and increasingly there's a community of people that are really pushing the boundaries of endurance and going beyond the 50 the 100 miles now considering the 200 miles um, and the rise of ultra running in popularity is is probably where triathlon was 10 15 years ago and then we saw this explosion of um, people getting involved in that, and then segueing to an Ironman triathlon. I think ultra running is in that stage at the moment, so it's a really exciting time to be involved in it. But what I like about ultra running, and more of the event in the moment, is it's so accessible. Just put a pair of trainers on, and off you go. You know, it's okay. It's not quite as simple as that because you need nutrition, need a bit of fitness, and but you can access it with very little barrier to entry. So back to the event. The event was called and is called the uh, Sri Chinmoy Marathon Team Self Transcendence 24 Hour Track Race. Sounds a bit of a mouthful, but 24 hours running around a track. And that's it. And see how far you can go now that that's ultra because you're going to probably do more than 26.2 miles. And in the end, I did 92 miles, but that was still in the bottom third of the results. The winner. Well, there is no winner of a race like this. It's, in fact, it's a bit of a misnomer to even call it a race because you're not racing anyone. It's it's If anyone, you're, you're racing yourself. Uh, but the person that got the highest distance was something like 134 miles. It's insane. It just opened my eyes up to uh, another level of athletic ability, endurance, but also just a whole other area of running which I'd never been exposed to. So 24 hours running around a track in Battersea Park in London. And every four hours, you get to change direction. So we started off, I think, in a clockwise direction. And then four hours later, the highlight was turning around, going in anti-clockwise direction. And we did that every four hours and 24 hours then elapsed. And it's called self-transcendence because uh, Sri Chinmoy was, was very much uh, one of these uh, sort of Eastern uh, thinkers, gurus perhaps, who linked uh, the power of meditation through the power of sport and athletic Um, endeavor and particularly running and incidentally if you think running around a track for 24 hours is is uh, a a level of madness their flagship race the Sri Chinmoy marathon team flagship race easy for me to say put my teeth in is a uh, the world's longest foot race uh, a 3100 mile race that takes place around one block in New York in Queens uh, and at the time of this recording, they're on something like day 17 or so, just clocked up the first thousand miles and still have 2100 to go. Typically, I think the record is about 40 days. That's a whole nother level of uh, of running. And but it's all about self-transcendence. And the, the attraction of this event I did at the weekend was just to see what, it, what it's like. What, what, what do you do? Uh, how do you cope with 24 hours just going round and round? Sounds insanely dull, but here's the deal: it wasn't dull at all. Um, and, and it's quite remarkable. A week on, almost a week on, I'm reflecting on, and there's so many things that keep coming back to me. So I may have to record another episode of this as we as my reflections mature. But it was far from dull. It was far from boring. There were something like 46 people who started, and I dare say about 40 finished. So the attrition rate wasn't too bad. But you get to speak to people on the track on the way around. You had support crews on the edge of the track. Now, I didn't go with a support crew, but I was allowed to park my car up on the other side of lane eight as everyone was running around on the inside lane one. So I had in the boot of my car all the nutrition I needed. There's also an aid station. But you got to chat to so many people, you got to chat to other people's crews, you got to chat to athletes, you got to chat to the support staff and you got to see people far more than you would on a sort of classic point to point a to b type of ultramarathon so that in itself didn't you know wasn't boring there was always something to stimulate you and also it was a great exercise and i think this is the self-transcendence bit of what do you do in your own head now a lot of people tune in to to music and and, and i had made a spotify playlist and totaled something like 18 hours and i thought well that will get me through and then i've got another six hours to just be in my own headspace but actually Here's the thing. I didn't listen to it once. Now, partly because there was, wasn't was a particularly good signal there to, to stream the music, but actually, I didn't feel like listening to music. And um, the funny thing is, I managed to, and this is one of the reflections, is I managed to stay in the moment for pretty much the entire time. Now, those of you that have ever done any endurance type event, you get into the dark place, the demons descend, because you're thinking about oh my god I've got so much longer to go and that coupled with poor nutrition and a lack of energy in your brain really starts to to play on you but if you get your nutrition right and you stay in the moment actually those demons don't really descend or they're relatively easy to defeat so I, I stayed in the moment one of the reflections is gosh I stayed in the moment pretty much for the entire 24 hours in those moments I thought oh god I've still got 12 hours to go whatever they very quickly were batted away and I didn't really find myself going on oh god I've got so much more to do because there was always something to tune into be it another runner a conversation the bird song um or, or just something there was always something I found myself focusing on and I did it quite accidentally but also I had to do it quite deliberately at times. So you know, part of the demons that did descend around three o'clock in the morning, which that's 15 hours in, were I, I started focusing on my heart and, and focusing on my heart rate. And my heart rate went insanely low for somebody that was running or by this time shuffling. And, and I thought, well, oh, can I feel something in my heart? And, and so, you know, for full disclosure, I had a heart operation in 2016 uh, for a congenital condition, which was since sorted, and I've been given an absolute clean bill of health. But I was thinking, oh my, I, I can feel something in my heart. Am I, am I doing damage to myself? Should I stop? Oh yes, I should stop. That's an excuse to stop. And I only to entertain that idea for a short while. But then I caught myself, and I caught myself trying to give myself a way out. And so therefore, I very quickly had a chat with myself. Now, if you haven't got your nutrition right, and you're not uh, aware that the lack of nutrition and tiredness and coupled with how far you've got to go equals big bad demons then that kind of stuff can really you know mess you up and and force you to stop but if all other indicators are up then let's say those demons are quite easy to to bat away so that's an interesting reflection staying in the moment and another interesting one was uh, i had this idea of of running seven kilometers an hour which if i did at a really sort of slow pace which is sort of seven minute kilometers you know i bag 11 minutes per hour to for fudge factor now my slowest kind of runs are normally around about five and a half minute kilometer pace so to do seven minute kilometer pace is really really slow so i started off running around about that five and a half kilometer minute kilometer pace and it felt okay, and I knew I was going faster than I wanted to, but I, I couldn't conceive of going any slower, to be quite frank. And there were some people that, from you know, from the starting gun, just began to walk. And I thought, well, this is this is a run, at least show willing for the first marathon, at least, and then you can start walking. But here's the deal: twenty-four hours later, those people that walked the majority and ran a little bit actually went further than my ninety-two miles, and, and I'm wondering, did I pay for my early comfort and shall we say over exuberance or overconfidence in my abilities who knows um and again for full context here um i i have to say my preparation for this race wasn't crash hot i entered the race 18 days before race day just by dropping the race director a quick line to say look if you've got anyone dropping out um i can can i be considered and and of course people do drop out and, I, and i've got a place so 18 days before the event, I entered the event, which meant that I hadn't done any running on a track and I'd done some long runs, about two and a half hours worth on trail, but I hadn't done lots of long runs. So my race preparation wasn't crash hot. And six days before the actual event, um, I was penciled in to do a half Ironman race, which I did, and I did a very respectable time of five hours, 11 minutes, but I trashed my legs in the process. So I had six days rest, between the half Man and doing the twenty-four hours, which you know, don't try this at home, kids, is not the best way to prepare. So, um, you know, with with that being said, um, I, you know, I, I come away from this this event thinking actually, there's I've, I've learned a lot there. I've learned a lot about myself, but equally, I've learned how I should be preparing for these things. But I've also had a glimpse into what's possible. As I said, the 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 winner if you like, got 130 odd miles and there were people there doing very good distances very quickly and holding it together for the mid, the best part. I mean, I held it together, but from hour 12 onwards, it was a bit of an attritional shuffle walk combination. Uh, but I, I managed it. I, my strategy, turned. I didn't have a strategy to start with apart from running that seven kilometers in an hour, but my strategy beyond midnight turned into on the hour, I'll give myself 10 15 minutes rest run the 45 minutes rest up and that worked really really well it was something to look forward to but you know it does cost you it costs you distance um and perhaps if i had gone off slower i wouldn't have had to rest so much but you know i'm quite proud of myself that i didn't allow myself to have any longer than 15 minutes which was the time to eat change socks attend to blisters or grab a a quick um, cat nap and i I, I always got going um so one of the dangers of, of these events so know in my experience and yours possibly too is that when you stop everything shuts down and you just convince yourself okay well I'll just have an hour here whatever and that's disastrous so I was really quite pleased that I I maintained the discipline of, of keeping moving there's a whole ton of stuff that I perhaps do differently but what I'm not left with I'm not left with the sense of oh I could have gone further or faster and I dare say with a different strategy and better preparation those things may be true but actually I'm really content that I I learned a lot I enjoyed it and the goal was always to be there at 24 hours smiling with joy in my heart and I can hand on heart say I achieved that and actually 92 miles with no preparation and entering the event six days after a half Ironman I've got to be pretty happy with that but it's given me enormous confidence for future events and I've got a few lined up but uh, it certainly hasn't put me off ultra endurance running. Uh, Funnily enough that the last 90 minutes so Helen my wife turned up so I'd not had any support crew and I was being adopted by other support crews but um, domestically it wasn't going to be able for my wife to come and support me but she came out for the last hour and a half on the Sunday morning so seeing her was a great tonic Um, but it coincided with um, me having just taken popped a couple of Rufin pills because my knee was really hurting and my quads were trashed and and I didn't realize till late on that I had some painkillers in the car so I popped a couple now I don't take drugs so the effect of these painkillers was really quite quite strong and then all of a sudden i i had no pain in my knees no pain in my thighs and with my wife there as well i thought i can't let her see me walk i ran for the last 90 minutes so i was actually on track for doing some like 85 miles but actually ended up doing 92. i, I just wish i'd realized i had the painkillers uh beforehand but part of that pain was because i hadn't had the pedigree of the mileage in the legs so I, I'm certainly not advocating taking painkillers to get through these events. Um, really the, the better solution is to put the miles in and have the miles in the legs and, and really sort of build up to it. But cause so that was quite funny. So we, we finished on, on 24 hours, collapsed in the heap on the side of the track and got, got some trophies and all that kind of great stuff. And I've been resting up ever since I, I'm, I met some wonderful people uh, running with Adam and Max and, uh, uh, Adaranhand Finn the author of Running with the Kenyans and the Rise of the Ultra Runners which, which is fantastic, I'm a fascinating guy uh, and actually I've, I'm booked in to go to one of his running retreats along with Damien Hall um, in February so that I'm really looking forward to that but it really has you know, I thought I'd come away from this event feeling oh god, you know, one and done never want to do that again uh, it's ridiculous, it's not for me But actually, it's really fired me up. It's really given me a taste of of, of just a whole different level of type of event. And, you know, it really is. Whilst I I can't say that I was hand on heart expressing full joy when I was in the process of doing it, although I was absolutely grateful. I was joking with some of the support crew next to me and also the event crew. I guess I, I was accessing joy deliberately just out of my own head and manage my own mental health. But post-event, I am full of joy. I'm full of gratitude. It has been amazing to reflect on and be proud of myself. But I'm so looking forward to the the next one. I'm looking forward to understanding more about the sport of ultra running and how I can get better at it. And, um, you know, so it's really good. So I I, I guess having gone into the 24-hour pain cave, uh, come out the other side um, smiling and and looking forward to... um, doing more means that absolutely you know it, it is where i find my my happy place and and whilst running around a track for 24 hours may not be your idea of accessing joy again this podcast yes it's focused on running yes it's focused on triathlon and the ultra event but actually it's really about you finding where your happy place is and deliberately accessing it and doing it unapologetically i used to I used to almost be apologetic because to to set me right, I'd have to reset by going for a run and then I could be happy. And then when I was slipping, I'd have to go for a run again. And I always saw running as the means of accessing and resetting my happiness and happiness lied outside of running. Running was just the switch, if you like. But actually it's where I'm happy. And, And when you find where your happy place is, it, 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 just becomes part of you rather than outside of you that might not make sense and to be honest it doesn't make that much sense to me at the moment but I know there's something in that so um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode I'll probably post again another episode about this as I, I begin to reflect more and more on what I learned from running around a track for 24 hours but suffice to say as boring as it sounds it was one of the most exciting events I've done one of the friendliest intimate events I've done and I don't know if I can go as far as saying life changing but certainly the self-transcendence piece of it I don't think I've ever done a a race before or an event before where I have been reflecting and learning so much from it as I have done with this race so if you ever think of of entering this race then then perhaps uh, do it with Um, more notice than uh, 18 days do it with a little bit more training than I did but I guarantee you you'll get so much from it and so in terms of what this race promised to deliver it yeah ticked every single box so thanks very much for listening Uh, we'll call it a day there it's about 20 minutes worth of of episode I hope you've enjoyed this I hope in some way you can reflect on where your happy place might be and uh, you know if you'd like to get in touch to talk about mental health or ultra running then please uh, get in touch um, but in the meantime i will um i'll be with you on the next one thanks for listening take care